Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Time now for the water cooler chatter right across our province. Bill Kelly joins us now, as well as Andrea Lawton. Uh, should be joining us now from CFPL in London, 980, 900 is where you can catch Bill Kelly on The Bill Kelly Show. Uh, who do I have with me? You got me right now, Alec. How oh, hey, Bill. I think we're just uh, trying to somehow link up with Andrew, so we'll give it a second. But um, It's London. It's always snowing there. I'm sure he's tied up. Well, they're behind in time, you know. Yeah, must yeah. Be the time delay. It's like way down in the southwestern area. <laughs> well, he might be working his stuff with Trudeau because I know he was on your show uh, yesterday. I, I, I listened to the very abbreviated interview, and I know that he would not come into studio. Um, and so you got a whole five minutes with him. Yeah, five whole minutes with the Prime Minister. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And uh, I, I was on your the morning show on 640 uh, yesterday with Matt and Sapria, and they were saying, so what do you ask him? I said, I got 25 questions in five minutes, so do the math. You know, there's so much stuff you want to talk about with this guy, but his staff are very adamant. Five minutes. Oh, yeah, and you they'll stand right over you, Hank. I went through this with Stephen Harper when, uh, when he was Prime Minister, and they said, minutes, and I said, okay, I'm going to try to push it. And he says, Bill, it's been great talking to you, but i got to go click, and he hung up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't want. To, he was on track. He hadn't made a gaffe. He did not want to screw that up. I think we've actually well, got Andrew with us and, now. You know, he seemed like a nice guy. We had a great talk, but he said, "No, got to go." You know, the staffers simply they got the phone in the hand and they said, "That's it." So I thought, you know, and and the interview I did with with the prime minister with with Trudeau yesterday was, you know, we we got talking about a couple of stuff and I asked him some questions. I asked him about Cotter and and a couple of other things and 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 he gave me this the, the you know the the pat answers and yeah. I was. Oh, wait, I said, wait, wait, that's not what I asked you. But I thought, okay, do I pursue this? Because if I do, the interview's over. I got one question, that's yep. it, got to go, bye-bye. And it's, it's very frustrating. And I, you've been there, I know Andrew's been there, when we finally get a hold of these people and they, they say, okay, we got some time for you. But, man, it's frustrating when they say, okay, you're running on the clock right now, there's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah, no, there's not. And Andrew, I know that he wouldn't even come on your show. So there's no question that this town tour is very orchestrated, very controlled it's a campaign exercise and they will not go i think with anybody that uh, might push him off message well and you know what i i gotta tell you from a philosophical standpoint i i give some kudos to any elected official that says okay we're going to do these things because they they do kind of get out of the bubble a little bit and i i appreciate that and and you know harper didn't do that a whole lot uh, most politicians don't because you don't know who's going to ask questions you don't know what's going to happen but Here's here's my response, and you guys have been doing this, and Andrew's done this for a long time. It doesn't matter whether it's Justin Trudeau or Stephen Harper or, or whoever, Kathleen Wynne, you know, name a politician. I don't care what question they ask. They and simply all they're going to do is incorporate their talking points. Yep. And and that's the frustration you feel, and I feel, and Andrew feels when we do these things. And we want to say, whoa, 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 that's not, and it's great when you see these things on TV, when it's, you know, when it's Peter Mansbridge, or, you know, Lisa Laflamme, or, or you know, Donna Friesen doing this, or, or, you know, Mike Wallace back in the day on 60 Minutes, they can say, that's not what I asked you. Those are great moments. We don't have time to do that, because they simply cut us off and say, gotta go, bye. Yeah. And it, God, it's frustrating. It is. Andrew, I think we've got you now. 
Yeah, there no, you are. The point there. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that I, I find to be really valuable about the one-on-one interview compared to the town hall is that you can follow up. You can ask more. And I think this is what we're seeing when in Hamilton and Halifax and in London tonight, everyone in each city is asking roughly the same question. There's the Omar Cotter question, the ethics question, the, like, and, and so on and so forth. And I think that to, to Bill's point, you know, it sounds really repetitive when you just ask and, and probe and probe and probe if they don't do the answer. But look, I've interviewed Justin Trudeau once, and it was in 2015 when he was the liberal leader and, and not the prime minister. And there were really only two questions in that interview and, and just two questions that each were asked probably four or five times because, because I, I wasn't going to take just the talking point answer. And, and you know, I, I will say not every case is, is going to be like this, but that was one where his answer on ISIS, I think it was like the third iteration of it, yeah. he revealed that his position was, you know, I, we don't have a chance of success. And, and, and that was where and he's probably a lot better now because you learn to sort of keep your cool and, and just keep restating the talking points. But, but right now it's an amazing PR opportunity because we've seen him get headlines for giving the same answer to the Omar Cotter question two nights in a row. But we've also seen him get headlines. You notice this, guys? Uh, you know, because he did, he did Halifax the night before he did Hamilton. And, and Andrew, he did, he did you guys tonight. Uh, and, and obviously he knows. I mean, and his people know. Okay, we're gonna, you know you're going to get questions about Agar Khan. You're going to get questions about Cotter. So they've got their talking points. And what yeah. our newsroom did, and I'm sure you guys did this in London today too, Andrew, is they played the, the, the Sackville answers, my answer, the answers to my interview, <laughs> the answers what he did. They're the same. Yeah. You, you, you layer them all over one another, put it in music, right? Talking points. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is all being done very purposely because he had such a sure. disastrous moment in, in you know, December 20-whatever it was when he fell off script and had to reorder his thoughts. Um, and, and that was a very, very damaging piece. He's lucky it was Christmas break, but they are trying to rehab him of that because they need to move on. But the, the press will get their hands on him again, uh, and he will have to at some point answer the ethics, the ISIS... And and all these things that he has not really had to answer to. And by the way, the joking off of the ethics question, he shouldn't be joking it off. This is not a joke. Absolutely no, and not. And that, that's the first question I asked him. I said, I said, I know that the stated response when they decided they were going to do this, this, this town hall tour, while we want to talk about the economy. The, the Canadian people don't want to talk about this. I said, Prime Minister, I want to talk about the coffee shop conversations and, frankly, the talk show show conversations that we have. And, Alex, you hear this, Andrew, you guys hear this, too. I, I don't care. The people aren't talking about GDP and this and that and the debt. To, you know, They don't care about that. They want to talk about ethics. They want to talk about you took a vacation with a guy who makes money to the government. And you, you did this and you did that. And, and, and you know, that, that's the stuff that resonates with people. That's the stuff they're talking about at Tim Hortons, although they're paying too much for their coffee now. Yeah. And, and, and this sort of stuff. And they don't seem to get that. No. I, I want to flip uh, to another topic because this is happening in all our markets. Uh, you know, Tim Hortons is an easy target, but we are starting to hear from the smaller businesses shutting doors. You know, have got this candy store bill in Westdale in Hamilton, yeah, which is a great yeah. location. They're shutting down in Saint in Port Albert. I've got the store owner closing for a few months and only opening this summer, but he is banning liberals. Fair game. I'll start with you, Andrew, because that's your neck of the woods. Yeah, I think it's a tremendously positive thing that people see this, although I wish it weren't happening. It was predicted, though. Uh, Restaurants Canada, I had a a gentleman from there on my show today, and they did a a poll of their food service sector members, and 26% said they thought in Ontario in 2018 they might have to close. That's one in four. Now, a lot of them might find ways to make it work, and in fact, I hope the majority will. 
But this is the reality here. We're not just talking about these big corporate players like McDonald's and, and Walmart and, and Tim Hortons. Not that Tim Hortons franchisees are, are in that corporate umbrella, but we are talking about the small business owners here, where one of them that I spoke to a, a couple of months ago, not in the food service sector, but in the just service service sector, was telling me his profit margin at the end of the year after he pays himself probably like $13 an hour as the owner, his leftover profit margin was about you know 4000 or $6,000. Yeah. That's it. That evaporates now. Businesses where they have that razor-thin margin in the restaurants, it's 4% typically. There's no other option if they can't raise prices or can't drop staff but to close down. But Bill, I'll ask you this because, I mean, I'm still getting calls. You know, people um, look at the big corporations like Tim Hortons and, and, and Kathleen Wynn was handed a gift uh, when, when that stuff leaked out. It's easy to target them. But the real face of this story, the real face behind all those job loss expectations are the woman in Westdale who's losing her candy store, is the guy in Port Albert who has to reduce his hours. That's the face of this story. And that's what I wish people would understand is it's a people in your community. Well, and you know something, to your point, Alex, even the Tim Hortons things, because, yeah. you know, the, the people that own those franchises are not part of Restaurant International brands. They're small business owners. Yep. They, they buy and they pay a god-awful amount of money to, to pay for those franchises, and they have all those upfront costs. They have to buy all their supplies from Restaurant Brands International. They have to pay these guys money. They have to buy, and, and they have, they're, they're stuck. Basically, Restaurant Brands International has said, we're not going to do anything about this. The government said, well, you're not going to do it. They've left the franchisees twisting in the wind to do this. It, it's, it's basically one of these situations where there's corporate greed, there's government in, inaccuracy about how this was going to impact, and, and the franchisees, and, and uh, obviously you and me and the public, but most importantly, the people that work there yeah. at minimum wage are the ones that are getting screwed by this. It's, it's awful. It's very divisive politics, and I'm afraid it's only going to get worse, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all because it's being we're pitting each other against each other when really the finger of blame. Yeah, but that's how politics works, isn't it? Pit one group against another. It does, but it and shouldn't them argue with each other instead it, of arguing against the people that devise the policy. I, it, sh- it shouldn't, though, because I just wish people would look to the person who's made these decisions and not just for one or two years, but for 14 years and say, you know what? You guys did this. It's not fair to pit everybody against each other. But that's that's a pipe dream. Anyway, last point to you, Andrew. Yeah, you know, just on that note, we do have to keep our eye on on who's responsible for this, the Liberal government. But look, there was a column in the Toronto Star today by Bob Hepburn saying that the only reason Kathleen Wynne is unpopular is because she's a woman. This is what we're going to see a lot of between now and June, this rhetoric where any criticism against the dear leader Kathleen Wynne is all because of something other than her policy. We need to keep it on these policy discussions because this isn't just about talking points. This is about people's livelihoods that are going up in flames. It's collateral damage, guys. Bill, thanks a lot. Hey, Andrew, I know you've got uh, something coming out. What, uh, what, what are we reading with you tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow it's how the RCMP is literally ignoring access to information requests and breaking the law in the process despite them being a law enforcement agency. That's coming out at 9 a.m. Good stuff. We'll look for that online. Thanks, guys, very much. Great chat. Great talking with you guys. Bill Thanks Kelly, you can hear on 900 CHML in Hamilton. And, of course, Andrew Lawton, you can hear on our sister station in London, 980 CFPL. Good little chat. Like those.